Sports Talk Radio for the Brainerd Lakes. 1380 KLIZ AM. Brainerd Baxter, the fan. It's time for Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, the fan. Featuring Colin McDonald and Chris Foley. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Craigan's Legacy Courses, Tito's Handmade Vodka, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, The Tea Hive, The Holiday Station on Mill Avenue, and Maury's Market. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. And now, here's Chris Foley and Colin McDonald for Lakeswoods and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. That thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM. Be sure to check out the Mills GM website for everything happening at the Mills GM with the Buicks and GMCs. And uh, welcome back, Chris. Another week we step into uh, Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Another good week, Mac. We... Uh we haven't had a lot of good weather in the Brainerd Lakes area yet for golf, but uh, it's certainly uh, a lot of good golf being played around the country right now. We'll have a couple guests. Uh, Peter Sanders uh, will join us and Chuck Letkaski from uh, Craigans as well. And, uh, yeah, this week uh, Minji Lee wins on the uh, on the uh, women's tour, 22 years old, or fifth win, as we were saying, off the air. And you're uh, a little familiar with the Wilshire Country Club where she played uh, – Right, no, right in the heart of Los Angeles. Yeah, huh? it's right, right downtown. I mean, practically in right off of Rodeo Drive and Beverly Hills. And, Rodeo Drive, baby. You know, there, uh, <laughs> you know, it's amazing. There, there are four golf courses, four great clubs within a, a couple miles of each other in down, right in the heart of downtown LA, which is just beautiful. And uh, you've got Wilshire Country Club, you've got Riviera where they play the PGA Tour, you've got LA Country Club which hosted the Walker Cup last year, and uh, and then you've got Bel Air Country Club. So uh, just a wealth of great golf within you know a couple miles of each other, right in the heart of LA. Minji Lee, a great uh, young player from Australia, 22 years old, just kind of the uh, uh, not the wave of the future, the wave of right now in uh, women's golf is. Young players who just are almost dominant by age 19, 20, 21 years old. Yeah, it, 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 we've talked about it on the show before, but it amazes me how good, how quickly some of these girls get. And, uh, you know, at 22 years, 22 years old, she's won five times already. And, uh, you know, the last six ladies tour events have been won by, uh, ladies under the age of 25. Which is pretty impressive. So, uh, unfortunately, no Americans in those those uh, those last six right. tour ones. Yeah. Uh, let's see. On the men's side, uh, John Rahm and uh, Ryan Palmer won kind of that unique event, the Zurich in uh, New Orleans, a team event, which is uh, kind of fun and unique. They yeah. got some pretty good coverage this week. And uh, Ryan Palmer, that's a good story. He uh, won in 2010, I believe. And kind of looked like a guy who was going to win a fair amount of tournaments, yeah. maybe. You know, maybe not the greatest of all time, but it wouldn't surprise anybody if he'd won a half dozen. But he hadn't won in, uh, well, since then, 2010, yeah, won so in nine, nine years. years. So, Yeah, you know, it's a nice story. Ryan Palmer is a guy that I've followed uh, quite a bit. And one that I'm always amazed hasn't won more. And, you know, he's had, he's had a, he's had a shoulder injury the past couple of years. Uh, his wife went through cancer and is in remission and, uh, you know, all the stuff that, that life happens, but he's kind of underperformed, 
uh, on tour. But, you know, the combo of those two, Ryan Palmer and John Rahm, uh, I think he really kept John Rahm in, in check for the week. And, uh, you know, there were a few, few instances, especially on Sunday, where John Rahm would have normally gone ahead and bombed driver and uh, really got outvoted by uh, three to one. Uh, John Rahm's caddy, Ryan Palmer and Ryan Palmer's caddy. And <laughs> he even brought that up in the interview. But it, uh, you know, a neat event for John Rahm because he he kind of stayed out of his own way and uh, kept himself in check. Yeah, kept his temper in check. So it was funny there late in the day they were up three, I think, on sixteen, which was uh, a hole that you could go for. You could go for a par four yes. with water on the left. And uh, boy, his caddy was talking and talking and talking and talking, and and he said after, I just hate to hit an eight iron on a par four. Yeah. I hate to lay up. <laughs> so but, uh, he, yeah, wa- he wanted to take a crack at it. <laughs> yeah, that's a you know, it's a prime example of you know, just that the little more conservative play uh, and having having the pressure, having a partner and partner's caddy kept him. Uh, kept that driver in the bag so it was good something uh, near and near, dear to your heart chris uh, jeremy Millsap has a great article in the paper this week about uh, it's time to get out on the course for the kids because all the courses in the area uh, virtually every one has some really nice uh, either programs or deals for kids for summer memberships that kind of thing yeah you know we've got so much great air golf in the brainerd lake area as everybody knows and really the golf is much more accessible to kids than people realize and uh you know we've got some some resort golf that uh that is at the higher end but there, there's great golf available for kids at really reasonable prices and there's great you know learn to golf programs uh and almost everybody in the area is, is offering those and, you know that's one that's one of the reasons why our high school teams are um, all over the area brainerd and, and uh, uh pequot and pillager and staples and they they're they all play at a pretty high level uh comparatively to the to the rest of the state and do well in the state tournaments and in the summer tournaments but uh we've got a lot of people dedicated to uh keeping that game viable you know for these kids yeah earlier this week was kind of a a great uh example of that uh gavin metz won uh locally but boy the kids from uh, there was guys shooting in the 70s like you say from staples and brainerd and uh, three or four other schools and a lot of you know, it used to be the 70 the 70s guys were pretty rare yeah exactly. now it seems like a lot of teams have them and a lot of teams have multiple guys who can yeah, do it you know on, on the brainerd team right now if you if, if, if you're shooting over 80 you're not playing in the in the top five or six right that's, that's yeah it's good stuff yeah nice problem to have you bet yeah. We're going to take a break here. We'll be back. We've got uh, interviews coming up again with uh, Peter Sanders, our old uh, friend. He's got uh, some putting tips for us, and uh, Chuck Kletkatsky will join us today as well. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ and streaming at Podcast One. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ. The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan. 
streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM. Chris, a uh, guest we've had a couple of times and always fascinating and great stuff for uh, golfers. Uh, let you handle the introductions. Yeah, I always uh, I love the analytics of golf, and uh, it's great to have Peter Sanders back on. Peter is the uh, founder of Golf Research Associates and uh, Shot by Shot was really the the pioneer in uh, in strokes gained analysis. So welcome to the show again, Peter. I, uh, I wanted to have you on. You, you, in the last, uh, this spring here, you've had two great articles in, uh, uh, on Golf WRX, but both about putting and, and about, uh, the line versus speed. One was line versus speed, what really, what is really more important. And then, uh, the second one was when the data says the line is more important than speed. So, uh, love to pick your brain on those things. Yeah, thanks. It's something that's kind of been a, a pet of mine is that I believe in my vast travels that most amateurs have a dr- dramatically distorted expectations about their game in general, but no more so than in putting, as their expectations are colored by what they see on TV. And, of course, TV, we're only seeing the people that are making putts. Absolutely. Um, and, and that... It, 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 Putting, if if one has the proper expectations and decent technique and practices properly, is the easiest, in my opinion, of all the facets, and and maybe the most important because it's forty percent of the game. The easiest to become really good at. It doesn't take strength. It doesn't take height and flexibility. It just takes you know proper technique and practice and then something else that i think people forget about you've got to think about each putting opportunity and and have a um strategy of how to how to handle it absolutely yeah i I think you know one of the things you just said is expectation management and I think that has such a big influence on how we play, how we emotionally go through the round with expectation management. And no two areas are more important than that in, than in putting and driving the golf ball. And I think it, th- those two things ha- really control our emotions throughout our rounds of golf. So if you can, if you can manage that expectation on the putting green, you're just going to play so much better. And, and practice to what the, the areas that, that match your game, um, you know, I constantly see these people out, you know, they're so-called practicing putting, and they're just slapping the ball around the green. Come on, have a, have a plan, and what, what distances are you most likely going to see the transitions between where it's important to keep the ball online and try to get it in the hole versus, you know, I hate to say it, but avoiding three putts. Absolutely. Oh, but, man. T- yeah. T- you know that that slapping around the green. We always talk about it on a show. We always say, "Are you practicing? Or are you exercising?" And m- m- most most people just exercise when they when they're on the range. But tell tell us about uh, kind of those distances that you should be working on, and where where does line become more important than than distance? Well, and that's that's close to the hole, and for different players, like for the tour. The line's really important. They're trying to make everything, you know, up to 15 to 20 feet. Mm-hmm. So they they want to get all those to the hole and 
and and the line is really the most important. And obviously, I think for everyone, you know, a one foot putt is all about the line. And then as we move away from the hole, it becomes ninety percent line, ten percent distance control until it switches at some point for everybody. And distance control is more important than the line. And so the the line is really the the close parts, and I think for the average golfer, the line is you know five feet and in those sure. parts because that's their fifty percent make uh, distance. Those are the parts they need to to uh, practice and uh, and you know make sure they get the, the the ball online and give it a chance to go in the hole. And from outside that, really consider the up, the down, the side, the the speed. And uh, and factor that in as appropriate, still giving the ball a chance to go in the hole. Yeah, you know, in watching the Masters a couple weekends ago, um, the thing that Tiger did so well, I thought, other than than he just, you know, he, it seemed like he he always had it on the the right the fat part of the green. Uh, is his leg putting was incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he never he never had any putts, especially on Sunday, that gave him any anxiety because he lagged it so well. It's an important important skill, and that's you know why I I did it in two two different articles. I I thought to put it in one article was it's just going to be too much, and then I could uh, spread it out and maybe maybe get some more for people interested. So, so Peter, for for the average player, what, what, what would that be? The 15 to 20 handicapper? 15 to 19, yeah, 15 to 20, yeah. What, yeah. what is that range where, you know, what what's kind of that three-putt avoidance range or that, that range where, you know, you really have to, where they're, they're, they make more three-putts than, than they have one-putts? Well, they're 2.0 uh, range that, the distance at which they average uh, two putts, um, and they will, in other words, their one putts will offset their three putts equally. It's 16 feet. So certainly uh, outside that, the distance control becomes paramount, and that's why I recommend that, that those people uh, warm up and practice distance control from you know, 25, 30 feet. You bet. Because that's a pretty good shot for we 15 to 19 handicappers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're 25 feet away, you're not unhappy, really. Right. You don't want a three-putt because then you get unhappy. And and if you're, if you're 50 feet away, it's a good thing that you're on the green and all that. But it's more like thinking of a chip shot. You know, get it. Get it reasonably close under the hole where you have a good chance to make the next one. Yeah, you you bring up a great point uh, in in the article about trying not to three putt, and that maybe it goes against some of the the uh, sports psychologists thinking of staying positive. But really, that that try, that avoiding three putts is really one of the keys to playing great golf. And um, you know, when when you've got a twenty five footer, getting it you know within that that safety zone or that area where you're not going to have anxiety over the putt is really the key. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be... Uh, your point is a good one about the sports psychologist said, you know, to avoid three putts is... You know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of... You, you never try... You never think about a negative 
overshot. You plan it so that I want to positively roll this to within, you know, a foot, foot and a half, or as, as I, I recommend it, that people think about, you know, 10% of the, of the distance. Um, the, the PGA Tour average that they roll their putts to, you know, outside 20 feet is 7%. So I'd say, well, we are, we, we amateurs and average, you know, average golfers should think about 10% for two reasons. First of all, we're not as good as the PGA Tour players. Second of all, it's much easier math. Right. Yeah, so what you're saying is on the PGA Tour from 30 feet, they're going to average 2.1 feet uh, to the hole. For us, if we're at 30 feet, if we get it to within 3 feet, that's a pretty good leg putt. Correct. Yep. Yep. Peter, are there? What, can you share with us a, a few of your your favorite putting drills to work on on these two aspects, putting well, and, and yeah, I I, uh, I I mentioned the I think I mentioned the two of them in here, but on the short putts, I like the um, what I call the star drill, where you're working on a set of five putts equally spaced around the hole in a, in a in the shape of a star so that the one on the top is, a, is at the top of a slight um, uh, uh, you know, slope in the green and then you've got two, four putts that are either right to left along the slope or left to right and you work your way around there starting at three feet to see how many you can make, go to four feet, go to five feet. Um, and I recommend for the average golfer, you don't do it outside five feet because then they're getting outside their 50% range and and they're going to reinforce negatives because they're not going to make that many. Sure. Um, so, uh, and I have that that drill on, on the website that, uh, you know, people can re- record their results. And I... I was taught that by a tour player many, many years ago, and uh, it was I, I used it to a competitive advantage. You know, in my in my five dollar Nassau's, um, and then for for distance control, I recommend setting up tees. Uh, you know, start with twenty feet and uh, roll roll two or three balls back and forth until you can really feel the distance, then try to make sure you get it to the hole, but not more than two feet past. And, and when you really get really good at that, you move it to 25 feet and 30 feet. And uh, especially when, when one goes to a new course, uh, right before a tournament round or a competitive round, you've got to get a feel for the speed of the greens. And if you do that, then you walk under the, you know, you hit it on the first green and you're not surprised by, oh, gee, what do I do here? Uh, you've already practiced it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one of the things you, you taught me that I use with all my uh, my junior players when they go to a tournament is putting two tees in the ground uh, at 30 feet apart and hitting putts back and forth between those two tees to calibrate the speed of the greens. And and especially for like tournaments and you know a lot of the things I play in, every hole on the on the practice green there's somebody's putting on it. So if you go off to the side. Where, where nobody is, and you put two tees down. You're not bothering anybody, and and uh, and you can and you can you know really focus on your own routine and your own distance control. Absolutely, the data is very interesting, Peter. I think one of the things I was uh, reading in the article 
uh, struck me for whatever reason. 51% of average golfers' first putt opportunities take place from 11 to 30 feet. But the next sentence, the distance you will face about nine times each round. So you're always there. Peter, what, do you have, as far as speed goes, do you have a what you feel like is the perfect speed to hit a putt past the hole? Well, that's, yeah, I've, I'm sure you have. I have a lot of professional opinions that I've read on that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> certainly, it's gotta, you've got to keep it inside three feet so that you're not stressing yourself on the next one. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I've heard, you know, that the, what did they call, what did, uh, oh, the guys that did, um, oh, shoot. Capture speed? Is that the, yeah, capture speed. Yeah. And, and wasn't that uh, just inside two feet, something like that, 15 to 18 inches? Well, the, the aim point people claim that the best capture speed is 48 inches past the hole. Oh. That's where the, where, the, where the hole is at its biggest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you get you get very varying opinions of that, so, you know. And he, yeah, I think Dave Pell's research said uh, said it was eighteen feet past or eighteen inches. Yeah, and that's maybe what I'm remembering. Yes, but uh, you know that that's what your speed is really influences the line because there's really more of a cone that you can hit the putt in and still make it depending on the speed that you hit it. So. Yeah, it's interesting to see the when they put the line down on the green, and the guys uh, can be off it, but at a different speed and still make it. And some can be just off it and at a really good speed and it doesn't go. You know, I I heard something interesting a couple weeks ago. Peter, a, a, sp- a sports psychologist who works with some tour players, said that you know, it, it, especially when you talk about expectation management, that if you miss a putt on the high side of the hole, it has much less emotional impact on you than if you miss it low of the hole. Uh, and I guess the thought is that that high putt had a chance to go in, and you've hit right. a good putt. The putt that finishes low of the hole never had a chance to go in. That's I boy, I totally agree with that. And always you hear is that the, the pros miss it on the high side. Right, right. So. I've used your, I think a couple of years ago, maybe we talked about the 20-foot drill. And uh, if you don't have a lot of time, a men's league player like me, and you're rushing to the golf course at 4.30 and you tee off at 5, that 20-foot drill, uh, just hitting balls back and forth with your tees on the side of the putting green, like you were saying, it really does give you a, a kind of a feel, a little muscle memory or something for uh, for the speed of the greens. And maybe you don't have time to do the you know, the four- and five-footers, but that uh, 20-foot drill is, at least it's worked for me very well. Well, good, yeah. I, I uh, when, when I'm with the same thing, a little rushed, I will do the star drill with, I'll, I'll put 10 three-footers. I won't go to four feet and five-foot because that's my alignment test. If I can make 10 three-footers, I'm, I'm lined up properly. And then I'll go and I'll run, I'll do the 30-foot back and forth, back and forth until I feel comfortable and then run to the tee. I'd rather do that than hit drivers warming up. Yeah, yeah. Definitely has a bigger impact on your score there. <laughs> yeah. Peter, I appreciate you coming on the show. Tell us uh, before you go, give us a little uh, rundown on Shot by Shot, which uh, I use with a lot of my students and is yeah, one of the, the best. Did you see my new uh, 
the new the new short game error. I did. I haven't had a chance to to study it enough yet, but uh, off air, I want to ask you about that. Yeah, um, it's uh, shotbyshot.com. Anyone can log on and uh, and try a one round free trial, so they get to see what do you record, and we're the simplest of any of the strokes gained. Um, analysis programs out there because we've been doing it a long time and then you get to enter it and run analysis on it and see what you get for your work and and we have uh 77 percent of the people that try the the one round free trial purchase the program so we're doing pretty well yeah it, it's wow, it's great yeah. stuff and uh any student that i have that that truly is committed to get getting better i i that's something i require them to do um, because otherwise we really, we don't have a path to go down. We can't make a plan without knowing where their their strengths and weaknesses are. Yeah, one of my instructors calls it his on the course track man. Yeah, right. That's exactly right. So, well, good stuff, Peter. I really appreciate you always coming on and uh, and sharing your knowledge and uh, some great stuff. Well, thanks, Chris. I enjoy doing. It. Thank you, Colin. You bet. Thank you, Peter, very much. Okay. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, The Fan, streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, for that. A uh, guy who comes on with us every year, once or twice, uh, Chuck Kletkatsky, director of golf at uh, Craigens. And, uh, Chuck, we're right in the heart of it now. you got the men's league cranked up and the course is open, and uh, you're where you want to be, aren't you? We're excited that uh, the spring has finally come, and we've got, uh, like you said, our leagues are, are going. Ladies' league started, men's league is going, and our Ernie's league on Monday nights is starting uh, next week as well. So a lot of... Uh, a lot of fun times here at the Legacy to get uh, get things going again and get golfers back having some fun. Our squad, the uh, Shep squad, we get uh, uh, the strategy is to keep me off the roster till mid June. Try to build up a big lead and then give it all back once I start playing after baseball season ends. <laughs> well, baseball keeps you busy this time of year, that's for sure. It just th- seems like Thursdays. I wonder if they're working in conjunction. Are you guys working in conjunction with the high school league to be sure there's Thursday games? <laughs> right, right on. <laughs> Chuck, membership opportunities. It's that time of year and uh, uh, really just uh, first week or two here and uh, all ca- the full season is here and there's some nice opportunities for memberships for everybody. Yeah, it's a fun, uh, a fun, fun lot of options here at the Legacy. We've got everything from, you know, par three memberships. Kids can come out and play for the entire year for one hundred twenty-five dollars, all the way up to our adult memberships, where you can buy uh, rounds of golf in advance or buy an unlimited ticket for the whole year and come out and play, you know, seven days a week or whenever your schedule allows. So, just a ton of different options that we can go over with people when they stop out, or or they're all available online too for people to peruse at their leisure. Chuck, you've got uh, we've got a full array of tournaments at the at the Legacy. Uh, one of the kind of big kickoff events happens next weekend. Yeah, it's really exciting. Our uh, annual D- Dutch's Duffers Open is on Friday, May tenth this year. So uh, we moved it back just a touch. We've had some bad weather the last few years, so we wanted to get a little bit uh, later start in May. So May tenth, it's a ten o'clock shotgun, uh, five person teams, and uh, get to play eighteen holes at the uh, at the legacy and raise some money for local sports charities and things like that so 
Yeah, there's a nice charitable arm to that, isn't there? Yeah, it is. It's nice to, uh, you know, we offer a, a discounted rate. It's $60 per player, so it's only $300 for the team. So it's one of our least expensive events kind of of the year. But uh, we give a portion of that back to uh, local charities. So it's always fun to get people out golfing, and the scramble format's pretty um, pretty fun for everyone to get some of their first games of the year in. That's online, or give you guys a call at the clubhouse, Chuck, to get uh, lined up? Yeah, Craigens.com. People can register right on, online, or they can call the golf shop, and uh, we'll get them get uh, get them registered. So, again, 10 o'clock shotgun on Friday, uh, May 10th. Other tournaments you want to talk about, Chuck, as, they, as we unwind? I know there's some big ones coming up, but uh, just kind of put them on the calendar so we can get interested. Yeah, we've got uh, sort of one big event uh, each each month, uh, there's a Memorial Day uh, tournament, two-person teams on Sunday, the 26th of May, and then we have, you know, like one tournament in June, one in July, and then we're really looking forward to the uh, return of the Brainerd Lakes Tour Showcase uh, the week of August 19th through the 22nd. We've got uh, hopefully 100 to 120 golf professionals from uh, various tours, the McKenzie Tour, the Web.com Tour, and then the North Dakota Tour. Uh, that'll be competing for a hundred thousand dollar purse on on uh, a two day pro event. So last year we just had a kind of an introduction event where the pros didn't play their own ball, but this year it's a real tournament, and they'll be competing on the Dutch Legacy for uh, for two days of total uh, total score. So it should be an exciting uh, exciting week, and we've got a big gala scheduled for Monday of that week, and a fishing tournament, and a couple pro ams on Tuesday, and then the pros will come in and play on. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday, so very exciting. Yeah, very fun. Chuck, how do people get involved in that pro-am if they want to play with a pro? Uh, Brainerd Lakes Tour Showcase dot com is is our is our website, and they can go on there. And there's a number of sponsorship opportunities available that people can can check it out, or uh, or can call the Legacy Golf Shop too, and we can kind of explain some options for them. But it's kind of a uh, building into a, a nice community event. There's a lot of local businesses that have lent their support to it, and um, we're uh, we're just excited to get uh, get that thing you know gr- growing and and rolling and and again with the goal of you know maybe someday having a web.com event here at uh, here in the Brainerd Lakes area. So the yeah. uh, and the guys are so great, uh, Chuck. You know that, of course, from being there. But uh, Chris and I've talked about it many times over the years. You meet a lot, awful lot of nice people in the world of golf, and the uh, the young upcoming professionals aren't any different. I was lucky enough to get to play last year with uh, one of the guys and. Uh, just the nicest guys, you know. They're of course they're competitive, but they're also all uh, you know pretty good buddies, and they travel around the country together playing golf, which isn't the worst lifestyle for a young guy. And uh, just good people, uh, like so much of the golf world is. It really is, and that's uh, that's one of the joys is to is to meet people, you know, kind of in the in the start of their career, um, because you know if they do ever make it, it's like hey, I played with that guy back in Brainerd in 2011 or 2020 or whatever. So yeah. You know, I, I don't. I don't think people really realize the quality of play on the on the web tour. Uh, it's you know, it, it's a notch below the PJ tour, but not much. And it, just about any given week, any guy on the web tour could win on the PGA tour. And the case in point is that this week for the the tournament in Alabama, uh, they have a four spot qualifying, and a guy shot twenty seven on the front, <laughs> birdies ten. And then makes a couple bogeys coming in to shoot sixty six and does not get into the event. He, <laughs> wow! He, he there there were four sixty fives, 
in the in the qualifying. He shoots sixty six and doesn't qualify. So that just tells you how hard it is out there, but also just how outstanding these all these players are. Yeah, it's going to be neat to see him play out here, and uh, you know we're not sure what uh, what people are going to shoot, but it's probably going to be pretty low as we got a lot of par fives that uh, these guys should be able to reach in two shots and make some eagles, and and should be an exciting tournament. And Chuck, you guys have been kind of at the point of the, uh, along with Chris, of course, with the youth golf uh, programs in the, over the summer. And uh, what's great is to see how it's expanded to uh, not only uh, Craigans, but just about every course in the area offers these kind of a special youth programs. And I know that means a lot to everybody out at Craigans. Oh, it does. It's really important to grow the game, and, and that uh, that age demographic is uh, very important. You know, if it's the middle school golf program or the community ed programs or or uh, our programs or, like you said, any of the area area golf courses, there's a lot of uh, a lot of chances for kids to play at very reasonable rates. And uh, the MGA's youth on course program has expanded, and a number of the Brainerd Lakes area. Um, courses are are participating in that this year so it's a good uh it's a good time for golf and uh, you know obviously with uh, the excitement of tiger winning a major again that uh, gives a whole another group of uh of, of kids an opportunity to you know fall in love and uh and enjoy the game that we all enjoy and a 40 year olds who think if tiger can do it <laughs> <laughs> they're coming back to the game i'm sure of that with the, with that breakthrough win chuck the uh everybody is interested to know the uh, uh by all accounts uh course came through the winter very very nicely and a decent enough snowpack before the really cold weather came so that's always i know helpful on the greens yeah, it's truly uh truly a, a, a chance that you know we take every every spring is you put it to bed in the fall and hope that it's good in the spring but it has come through very nicely again so we've been mowing the greens and and maintaining the golf course uh, you know for now almost a month and uh it's been uh it's been good and there's no winter kill particularly out there so of course they're in nice shape and people have been uh, starting to enjoy them so we just hope this weather continues and get more uh, get more golf you can make it a weekend at Craigans this year by uh, playing a little golf, maybe a couple of days, and going out on the boat. Tell us about that. Yeah, we've uh, acquired the boat that was formerly Destiny Cruises, has uh, been rebranded Bell Lake Cruises, and is uh, sailing out of Craigans now. So we've got uh, over 200 uh, boat boat uh, cruises scheduled for the summertime and there a number of them are open to the public you can rent it for weddings or for private events you can have semi-private events you can just come on a dinner cruise but there's just a uh, real excitement uh, that's a beautiful boat it's only five or six years old and um, we're excited to bring that into our our offering for groups or for the public or anyone that wants to take a nice evening in the uh in the, in the beautiful Gull Lake. Are we going to lose you, and all of a sudden you're going to be Captain Kletkatsky? You never know. You never know. <laughs> kind of like this golf thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, good stuff, Chuck. I appreciate you coming on the show. Absolutely, guys. We'll uh, see you out at the Legacy. And right away, the Duffers open again on May 10th, and then the Memorial Day on uh, May 26th. So people should plan for that, really, pretty much coming up. Absolutely. And uh, one last thing we'd like to just remind everyone is that, uh, you know, we do have complimentary golf for veterans on Monday, May 27th, and Tuesday, May 28th. And uh, we've always enjoyed uh, offering that uh, discounted rate to, to vets and their guests. 
So if they want to give a call to the golf shop, there's a few tee times left. Uh, a lot of them have filled in, but just a reminder for uh, free golf for vets on Monday the 27th and Tuesday the 28th of Memorial Day week. Yeah, that's a cool deal. Chuck, give us your website one more time. So www.craigins.com. They can check out uh, any of our golf specials and uh, book a tee time. Thanks a million, Chuck. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, The Fan, and streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM. The uh, 19th hole, Chuck Letkatsky, one of our guests today. So the 19th hole, which is sponsored uh, every week by Tito's Handmade Vodka. And I see they are there on sponsoring some golf television shows as well. So evidently uh, uh, all the advice from Peter Sanders doesn't necessarily sink in. And you have to go get a Tito's Handmade Vodka after. <laughs> or just for refreshment. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, boy, Craigins uh, has some good opportunities there, Chris, for our for our listeners to stop in, great restaurant, and uh, things are open and cooking at Craigens. Absolutely. So let's see. The tournament this week, Wells Fargo, is uh, on the men's side of things. So that'll be a couple days in when we air this. And uh, the club pros, that one interests me. It was I was watching the Golf Channel a little bit last night. That's the uh, club pros around the country playing for an opportunity to get in the PGA uh, tournament, the major, which is coming up in about three weeks. That's kind of fun, and uh, you were just uh, kind of saying how that works a little bit, Chris. Yeah, that's uh, they're playing at Belfair Plantation in, in uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina, and uh, so it's called the National CPC, and that is uh, the way you qualify for the, the CPC is by playing in, in your local section championships. So uh, for us this year, I, I believe that that tournament's at the Pines this year. Uh, it'll be in, in August, which qualifies you for the National CPC. So typically in Minnesota, we we have uh, you know about six to eight spots available to go play in the national CPC, and uh, they have a big field at that event. They always have it at a thirty-six hole facility because they've got about three hundred and sixty players that play in that. But uh, one of the really cool things, other than you know getting to play in the national CPC, is the low twenty players in the CPC type or get to qualify or they play in the in the PGA Championship. And with the move to the PGA Championship in May, uh, it really makes the qualifying much much more of a viable deal because if if you if you finish you know in the top 20 you're playing very well and uh two short weeks you get to play in the in the PGA Championship. Right. So it's, it's really quite a deal and it, you know We've got so many great players as PGA professionals, but you wear so many hats, as you know, running running events and teaching and going to board meetings and merchandising and managing a staff. Um, sure, these guys who who you know are great players as well. It's quite an opportunity for them. It's the best opportunity we have to play in a a a major championship other than other than going through U.S. Open qualifying. So it's quite a deal. You tried a time or two, did you? You know, I haven't. In your uh, younger days, I, or no? I haven't played in our club professional championship since uh, uh, since my Iowa days. I, 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 I've kind of put playing on the back burner, but uh, I'll tell you, I, I've got a renewed interest in playing, and I'm playing a little more golf now, and so we we, we might see some more competitive golf in my my future. <laughs> Good. Good. 
Uh, this time of year, Chris, still early in the season, of course, for everybody in Minnesota that uh, hadn't maybe gone south. Uh, any uh, quick tips as far as uh, uh, being in a decent condition to play and uh, coming out to see you and getting some early season tips versus when you're maybe more in form in a month or so? You know, one of the things that it really doesn't have anything to do with your golf swing, but uh, I've had several discussions in the last couple weeks about playing the right tees. And, you know, it, it's it's interesting. Every, the two discussions I had were, were from guys who played. Uh, there were One was a guy who normally plays the blue tees, and he he played the white tees recently. And then a guy who's a white tee player who played played the forward more forward tees, the green tees. And both of them made the comment to me how much more fun they had. And, um, but both of them felt bad about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That the, they felt like they were cheating. And I said, I, there is nothing wrong with that. And you should be playing from appropriate side of tees, you know, where, where you're going to be able to hit more greens and score better. And it's just more fun. And that's what golf's all about. And if, if you look at the PGA Tour, those guys are, dra- you know, typically the, the average shot on the PGA Tour on a par four, for instance, is going to be somewhere between 130 and 180. And so we should be playing a set of tees where our average shot is in that 130 say 130 to 150 or 60 range where we've got an uh, you know a short to mid iron in that you can hit the green with. Uh, it's not a lot of fun going on the, around the golf course hitting fairwoods and hybrids into every hole. Yeah. And you're, you're just, no matter how good you are, you're not going to shoot a very good score when you're hitting a long iron or fairway wood or hybrid in. So uh, get out there and don't be afraid to, to take it up a tee and have fun and shoot some good scores. Yeah, definitely. It's I, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, there's it's kind of that golf ego thing, really. Yeah. Because uh, myself, I could always hit the ball quite a ways. And from age, whatever, 20 to 45, I could kind of stay out there with most guys. But now I'm 60. If I hit it 250 yards, which is a good drive for me, I'm probably a little further than most 60-year-old guys. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm 40 yards behind a lot of the 290, 280 guys, young guys who are playing around here who can really – crank it yeah so yeah you're 40 yards back why wouldn't you play the whites yeah, take it, take you're it up. 60 <laughs> take it up there and don't worry about it and especially this time of year when the golf courses are they're not firm and fast they're they're playing slow and the, the you know we haven't mowed the mowed the grass down yet and you know the, the conditions are soft take it up and, and have some fun and shoot a good yeah. score and if it's men league men's league expect the uh the bombers, the two ninety guys, that they're going to go. Oh, you're playing the whites, <laughs> yeah, because you can hit it two hundred ninety. I true. can't hit it two forty. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. It's not a. It's it shouldn't be. You know, don't let it affect you. you should actually, use it as a. Well, yeah, when you're sixty, absolutely, you'll, you'll be up here too. That's right, <laughs> Chris. Thanks. Another great show. We want to thank your your good pal Pete Sanders and our good friend uh, Chuck Letkatsky for joining us today. Always good uh, information, and like we say, the golf business is full of good guys, and we had a couple on today. No question. Thanks, Mac. Thanks, Chris. You've been listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Thanks for listening to today's edition of Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Craigan's Legacy Courses, Tito's Handmade Vodka, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, The Tea Hive, the Holiday Station on Mill Avenue, and Maury's Market. 
Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. We now return to our regularly scheduled program at the Lake Sports Talk 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. 